Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners, my name is Zach Camps. Uh, if I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster, I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds, tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, Shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. All right, all right, all right. What's happening, guys? Happy Monday. Yeah, that's right, Monday. And that voice you heard, he's back. Uh, I am your host, Memphis. You can follow me at dwz memphis and that voice tonight is not my normal co-host mr jerry sinclair this is the original co-host of the dynasty war zone from many years ago his name is john sheps you can follow him on twitter at coach sheps sheps welcome back to the show man it's been a long time coming man i wore my camouflage green so you know i'm ready man i'm ready to dive into the dynasty war zone this is uh it's great to be back. You know, you were on my pod the other day. It's great to be chatting with you. And like, this really brings me back to when I kind of started in this, we want to call it an industry, you know, when I when I first started to get my toes wet. So it, it is so great for it to come full circle and be back here with you, man. Well, it's great to have you back in that podcast he's talking about is also a YouTube channel. That is the Toilets to Titles podcast slash YouTube channel. I was on there last week, me and the whole gang. There was like seven of us. We did a, it, and you know what? Very efficient by John and the crew over <laughs> to, over at Toilet to Titles. We got through 10 rounds in about 80 minutes, which uh, for a mock draft is pretty damn good. And that include intros. Intros? You know? So like it was really probably 70 minutes because there were 10 minutes of like, because there were so many people on it getting everybody on there, you know, dropping their handles and stuff like that. So I try, I try my best to uh, navigate those things and keep them moving. Uh, Shout out to your producer, Justin. That guy was doing the Lord's work that night. (laughs) And uh, speaking of YouTube, man, if you were tuned into the Dynasty Warzone YouTube channel, you would be catching all of this live and ahead of time. Now, don't worry. Our man Dallas will be here still this week with his rookie content, we just thought with so much going on, and I wanted to talk ball, and poor Jerry, that poor son of a bee, he got stuck at the mother-in-laws, couldn't join us, but me and John, we're going to dive into some, some, I guess, free agent news. This is kind of NFL news, because 
Jerry and I have been trying to be proactive. We don't want to miss a show, John. We've, we've been doing Sundays. So sure enough, we did last Sunday, you know, did our combine review. The combine was, you know, last week here in Indy. And we we did that. And then all of a sudden, Monday, the NFL world goes bananas. I mean, how, how crazy was last week for you? Man, it was it was nuts. It was one thing after another. And not only moves, but just rumors, you know, so many moves, so many rumors, you know, the so Calvin Ridley, right, that started everything off. And then Calvin Ridley's probably so grateful that he started everything off because he was forgotten about right away, you know, right away. Then we got, you know, Deshaun Watson news. And then we got, you know, the Cooper trade. It was bang, 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 bang. And then the MLB. I think you you posted a meme just about you know Major League Baseball is coming back and then boom you know the NFL just throws out some more news. I, I so we're we're recording this live on Sunday and I tweeted out earlier this evening it was like uh, Roger Goodell I was pretending I was Roger Goodell and Roger's like hey Tom the NCAA is having their oh, March Madness crazy. bracket show is there any way you can do that thing that you do and Tom Brady was like no problem fam I got you. It's like the NFL is like they don't let anybody have anything. It's like March Madness now. We're going to swipe at that. Uh, Major League Baseball, to your point, they clear up their labor issues. They're back. And we'll, we'll just drop some news, and we're going to drop some news in a minute. Now, this is a special show. Uh, John and I have these conversations quite frequently on the telephone, so we thought we'd put it in a podcast for you for a Monday. But, again, make sure you're looking for Dallas on Friday. Dallas is going to be here with some IDP content coming out of this rookie class. And I got to say, Dallas has been doing a tremendous job with the rookie stuff. So he didn't forget you. You'll have your Dallas rookie show. We're just going to bump it to a little bit later in the week because right now we got so much going on with free agency. But John, I don't know if you've known this, but since you've been gone, we used to do a lot of fun segments here at the Dynasty War Zone, but we've been doing a new one. Okay. And uh, we call it Good People, Bad Tweets. (laughs) I like that. I like the sound of that. And and what we're going to, well, this sometimes it's, you know, it's a specific person. And sometimes it's a specific topic. And tonight I have a specific topic for you. Go ahead. You know, the, 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 the topic that gets me, the good people with bad tweets are the ones that have to run to Twitter the second that a player gets traded. Like, and it's always the most obvious stuff. Like I saw one tonight that said, uh, if you're not a contender, you should trade Tom Brady. And I literally was like, no shit. Huh? You know, <laughs> yeah. as Jerry used the analogy last week, Tom Brady unretiring if you haven't cut him off any of your dynasty rosters, it's like putting that coat away. You know, winter coat, this was Jerry's analogy last week. You put that winter coat away, it's got a $20 bill in the pocket. You forget all about it. Next winter, next, you know, November, December, you go to put that coat on, you put your hand in the pocket, $20 bill. Now, do, do you have to run out and tell everybody, John, to get that $20 bill? I, I think sometimes the over obvious tweets are the ones that just uh, frustrate me. Do, do you ever get those? Oh yeah, all the time, man. You know, and then uh, those frustrate me, and then also ones that are like reactionary tweets that aren't thought out in a sense of like, you know, uh, you know, here's the next player to get in line, right? You know, this player is gone. Get this player next, but they don't even know that that guy's also not on the team either. <laughs> He's a lesser known name, but he's a free agent. So, you know, those those reactionary tweets, you, you look at them and you kind of got to take a double take. And, and sometimes reactionary tweets are very good. Sometimes they're very helpful. Uh, another one, I don't remember the person's name, but I commented, they, they were a little frustrated about Amari Cooper. We're going to get to that a little bit later in the show, only going for a fifth. Right. And, and I'm like, have you done any, any homework? 
Right. Have you done any, you know, historical homework on wide receivers? There was a time when a, a wide receiver, John, now, now this is a little dated. This is back in like the mid 2000s. I think it was like 2006 ish, maybe seven, give or take a certain wide receiver. Maybe you've heard of him. Hall of Famer. Randy Moss got traded for a fourth round pick. So to be up in arms over Amari Cooper going for a fifth round pick is probably not the take, John. And he, he wouldn't have. I don't think he would have gone for anything if it wasn't for the Calvin Ridley suspension. I think that the, you know, there was slim pickings at the position, especially if you're looking for a technician, if you're looking for, you know, just an all around good wide receiver, there are some options, you know, Allen Robinson right there. But if you were looking for a specific role, you know, Cooper and Ridley, very similar. And then when the news happened with Ridley, I think that drove up now, now it created more of a market if Cooper became a free agent. So someone felt like they had to go get him. He was going to be gone anyway. The fact the Cowboys got anything for that is, to me, it's it's impressive. My take on that, I actually, we'll go ahead and just knock Amari Cooper out as part of this segment, um, and then we'll jump into the rest of the news. But for me, I thought this was a very, very savvy move by the Cleveland Browns. This is part of the ability to make moves like this when you have a, a quarterback still on a rookie deal. You know, Baker Mayfield going into his fifth-year option and what do you want to do if you're Cleveland? You want to see if, if is it the elite wide receiver? Was it Odell Beckham or was it, or was it Baker Mayfield? Right. And to go in and swoop in, because let me ask you a question, John. You, you're, you're familiar with Amari Cooper. What do you think the odds of Amari Cooper choosing Cleveland as a street free agent would have been? So maybe I'm going too deep into this. But uh, I was kind of comparing Amari Cooper, and this might not be the answer you're looking for, so I apologize, but I was kind of comparing him to Carson Wentz. You know how it kind of came out that Wentz said he didn't want to go to a big market, you know, whether or not that's true, but there were rumors that Wentz specifically told his agent, you know, I, I don't want to go somewhere with a big market, big fan base where the pressure is going to be high. I think Cooper's that kind of cat. I think Cooper, you know, no nonsense. He, he likes football, but I don't think he loves football. So you know what? I feel like maybe going to Cleveland, I don't know if he'd choose it, but I also don't think he's choosing Philadelphia. You know what I mean? I think Cooper is avoiding Philadelphia in a big way. So I think there's, you know, New England, he would have went to New England for sure. And so then that takes away the chances for going to Cleveland. But, you know, I think they had to go in there if they wanted him. You know, New England was the team all along. I felt like, you know, that's where he's going to end up with Big Bill. I, I like when teams do this. Like I said, I, I think these are savvy moves uh, last year. For whatever reason, Carolina had it in their head that they were contenders in the NFC and in the NFC South. So they gave up like a fifth or a sixth for Stephon Gilmore. Again, I, I have no problem with taking a swing and and being aggressive. But before we move on out of this segment, John, you ever seen those T-shirts? There's the one with Darth Vader and there's the one of Chuck Norris. And it says, happy, sad, joyful, angry. And like uh -huh. all the pictures are the same. Right. Uh -huh. I've seen those. We should make one of Amari Cooper. That, oh, yeah. dude, that dude always looks the same. Check no out his what. Instagram, dude. Like, he's been jet-setting the last month or so. Is that right? Oh, man. He, he was – uh, but, like, the same face, like you said. Like, it's just stone cold. The dude's, you know, going all over the world. There's one video of him uh, with sled dogs, bro. He's, like, got to be in Antarctica or something. <laughs> he's he's like, he's uh, – I think the dude's got other interests. And I don't think football is his world – but, you know, he is he's he's the same face all the time. He, he's a very stoic individual. He could have been in Alaska. The uh, the Iditarod, the famous dog race. 
very well could be doing that. But uh, that segment was good people, bad tweets. That's brought to you by our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. I absolutely love when news breaks. So much stuff. So uh, we're getting ready to jump into Tom Brady. So tonight, uh, as many of you guys know from watching the YouTube channel or listening to the podcast, I'm a baseball dad. And I went out to get a bullpen session in with my son. He's got tryouts starting this week. And uh, we were going out there. And I get back to my truck, and my phone is just going bananas. Mm. So I started looking, and I was like, 84 messages in the Dynasty Warzone Patreon channel. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Did did Deshaun Watson get traded? What, what was the news? And you could have given me 100 guesses, and I would have never guessed Tom Brady had unretired, but our patrons were all over it over at patreon.com forward slash dynasty war zone. We just wrapped up Patreon 13, our 13th dynasty league. Going to be starting Patreon 14 soon if that's something that interests you or just a good active group chat with good active members and a special bonus podcast uh, that comes out every week. The one that I just did that I uploaded was with Rich from the Dynasty Nerds. Not just about Dynasty Fantasy Football, but how he you know, sees his brand going, how he got to where he's going. It's about 45 minutes of just getting to know Rich as a person and what's going on with the nerds. And we drop that exclusively for our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. I may put it here on the old mothership, John, at some point. And John's going to jump on for one of those later in the summer. Uh, but we're calling that real conversations with fake footballers. So Man, we're going to have a lot of, we're going to have a lot of uh, content. We got some draft. We got the draft we're going to be doing uh, leading up to the draft and the prop bets and stuff. We got, we got some things going in the works, man. You know, I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. I'm going to get my time stamp out there. So this way we can be the originator. We're originators here at the dynasty war zone. So on Tuesday night, Jerry will be back. We've got a firm commitment from Dallas. He's going to jump on with us and we're going to do March madness of free agents. So what we're going to do is we're going to take the remaining four best free agents at each position, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and quarterback. And each host will have a bracket. And we will do our bracketology of free agents for the NFL going into Wednesday. What do you think, John? I like it. I like it, man. I, I have a, a little something, too, that's a little similar to that. I have a little bet with one of my guys from Toilets to Titles. We have this thing called the bathroom board where during any episode, if we have a disagreement, you know, we put it on the board and it becomes a bet. And at the end of the season, we tally the totals and we have a bathroom board champion. And we already, so I, I heard buzz that DJ Chark's going to be the, you know, one of the higher paid free agent wide receivers in this class. I'm not a big DJ Chark fan. The dude runs fast, but uh, somebody said that Juju Smith Schuster is going to be the highest paid uh, free agent wide receiver actually, or at least more so than DJ Chark. So if they're not signed yet, you should throw that on the bracket. That should be the tiebreaker. Whoever, right, whoever's well, the more highest paid. Well, we will we will look into that, and uh, we're not going to get into too much speculation because we're going to cover all the official, uh, I guess, signings on the Tuesday night show going into Wednesday. So a lot coming up here at the DWZ. So John, let's get into it. Like I said, was out uh, catching for my son in baseball. Come back to Tom Brady, unretiring in the NFL. What were your thoughts, and and what are your dynasty thoughts with Tom? Whew. So you 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 were talking about that twenty dollars in a jacket, and it, to me, it's like you know finding that uh, rolled up lollipop, you know, that blow pop in there. You know, you get you got a long drive. You you got that jacket. Twenty dollars ain't gonna soothe me while I'm driving up that blow pop. Let me. That's good. It's it, it's immediate. 
you know, satisfaction. And I have Brady. I held on to him. And uh, the funny thing is probably like three or four years ago, I was willing to trade him because I felt very comfortable at quarterback and, you know, no one wanted to give me anything. And, and the reason they didn't want to, again, this is a super flex league. So quarterbacks are valuable. It's because I thought he was on his way out. And then like three or four years later, the dude had his, one of his best statistical seasons of all time last year, absolutely crushed it. And he's coming back for one more season. And he makes this announcement the night before, you know, some of these big time free agents can go out and sign their contracts. Like he doesn't wait till after the fact, like he's making an announcement I'm back. So put that, you know, so think about it. So if you're going to leave, you're leaving me, you know, you're leaving a shot at winning a ship. I think it's great. And as far as dynasty goes, that, like you said, it's a, it's a bonus in Superflex. You know, I have Deshaun Watson, and I was nervous. He was my so I got Zach Wilson, I got Russell Wilson, and I got Deshaun Watson. And we kind of talked about this the other day. You know, I'm very happy about Russell Wilson, and, and I'm high on Zach Wilson. But I don't know what they're going to do if they go ahead and dra- draft a wide receiver like Drake London. You know, I'll feel pretty good about it. You know, pairing him up with Elijah Moore. But I'm not sure what I got with Deshaun Watson. I'll be much more comfortable with Zach Wilson as my three than as my two. And now I don't have to worry about that situation because Tom Brady's coming back. But like you said, clearly you're not in it. Like if you weren't in it last year, you should have sold Tom Brady. Like dynasties, I I don't think dynasty leagues should have, uh, I don't think they should have trade deadlines. So if you were out of it, you should have shipped Tom Brady off, you know, before the playoffs last year. But if you're still out of it, then heck yeah, you know, go ahead and make that move and at least get something because the dude ain't going to play forever. You can't prove that with uh, with modern medicine and his True. level of I, I cannot prove he, it. He 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 may play for forever, but you know what what this news means is last year's QB three for the entire season. Now this is waiting all seventeen games. He was the QB three. He scored six less fantasy points in your basic ESPN four point per passing touchdown scoring than Justin Herbert. Wild. Forty five years old. Are forty four going to be forty five years old? And, and again, John's right. Even if you get just a second for him, if you're on the clock and, and you know, maybe maybe you recently did a startup. I was just talking about we just wrapped up our 13th Patreon Dynasty League. And if you were the GM in that league who got him super duper cheap, if you're on the clock and there's a rookie you love there, if there's a running back or a wide receiver, why not go to a team contending and say, I'll give you Tom Brady for this pick? How about this? How about this? If you are in it, go buy Tom Brady. Like go win, <laughs> like dude. Yeah, go get it. Tom Brady. Get him as if, if if you have if you're in a situation like I was in where you got Russell Wilson, you're not sure what you got with Deshaun Watson. You know, don't sell the farm, but poke around. I I think there's so many people who are kind of you know they laugh when you're saying you know come get Tom Brady. You know, don't be that person. Go get him. See what he's worth because he is going to produce for you. It's it's you know you can have plans. And you could try to be consistent. You know, you, the thing is, we want to be consistent. But at the end of the day, you don't know what you have after this season. Go win. Go win right now. Get Tom Brady on your roster. If he's your quarterback, two in Superflex, you're in great shape. Especially, you know, you can't count on this rookie class. You look at this rookie class of quarterbacks, like, if you're, if you're planning on drafting one of them and slotting them in as your quarterback, two, miss me with that. I would much uh, rather have Tom Brady. Much <laughs> rather have Tom Brady. Preach it, preach it, preach it. Because you're not guaranteed that any of these quarterbacks not named Malik Willis couldn't be the next Josh Rosen. So you may only get a year or two out of them. It's like it's like the uh, the Family Guy episode where uh, where there's the boat 
Oh, that's then, a, we use that all the time here. Yeah, there's the boat. Like you could have a boat, or you could have this. And the mystery be, box. Yeah, mystery box. So well, the mystery like, box could be anything. Yeah, even a boat. Yeah, go go get Tom Brady, man. Go, go, go get. So so Tom Brady, not, not huge for dynasty. If I think Gronk will be back, they'll probably bring Fournette back. I don't know. I mean, the the Gronk, NFC. Gronk's been, we're not speculating. No, no, no. Gronk's I, been I, talking about yeah, Burrow. He's been yeah, talking. Yeah, I, I know, but, a little bit. But when your best friend comes back, true, your best true. friend comes back. All right. So I think one of the biggest pieces of news for Dynasty, and nothing against Tom. Tom's a great all-time QB, but we're looking in three, two to three to four-year windows here at the Dynasty War Zone, and I'm sure toilets to titles, same thing. And uh, Deshaun Watson cleared of all criminal charges. Now, I'm going to quote R.J. Bell from the Straight Out of Vegas podcast. He's like, no one in America is found innocent. You're found not guilty. Well, he was found not guilty of any criminal wrongdoing, no felonies, no misdemeanors. The only thing between Deshaun Watson and I guess the football field is about six months because I, I don't believe he gets suspended. John, what are you doing with Watson and Dynasty? Man, that's that's the million dollar question, right? I mean, what are you doing with with Deshaun Watson in the NFL? Like, where who what are you paying for him? And it sounds to me like you know, people are willing to give up a decent amount. And if teams are believing that he's worth that, I have to believe that he's worth that in Dynasty. I've held on to him, so I can't speak from the perspective of somebody who sold him. I held on to him. And same with, like, Michael Thomas. You know, Michael Thomas is not – their situations aren't the same, but they're similar in the fact that they've been away from the game, and I didn't sell them. So here they are. I got to hope for the best and, and I'm hoping Deshaun Watson ends up in a good situation. That doesn't, I have no, like, it's not what I think about the guy, uh, you know, whatever. I'm just talking about fantasy sports. And I think, you know, I think the cat can, so we saw last year after, after COVID with a lot of these, you know, these guys are a little bit younger. Okay. But we saw a lot of these college players sit out a year and I'm going to talk about a cowboy, the lion, Micah Parsons sat out a season. You know, even Jamar Chase sits out a season and they come out and they ball out. And again, they have a little more age on their side. But Deshaun Watson isn't that old. And he's also playing quarterback. So I think he can be fine, you know, but it's it's also mental. Like, is he is he going to be like a little messed up from the situation he went through? Is he going to be you need to be very mentally strong to go through a situation like that and to know that a lot of the world is is cheering is rooting for you to fail. A lot of people are rooting for you to fail. So is he going to crumble or is he going to be able to put that aside and and push through it? So that'll be very interesting to see. Yeah, I I'm I'm very much a buyer. So last week, I want to say it was Wednesday evening, I received a random trade in a league. Uh, and this is a league where I've got a stacked roster and I get offered Deshaun Watson for a 2023 20, first and Carson Wentz. So I immediately looked to see if there had been any because I always do this with a with with a deal like this, especially big name players. I go straight to Twitter and I search that player's name. Did they get a now in the case of Watson it would be different, but like if John sent me a really good deal on a player I like like DJ Moore. And it seemed too good to be true. I'm going to go straight to Twitter. I'm going to search DJ Moore. Did he get arrested? Did he do something <laughs> stupid? I mean that, that you have to in, in right. 2022. Yeah. And, and I did that and I was like, okay, the, the case is going to happen on Friday. So I did send a counter, but I didn't decline the original offer. So like on Friday, like all day, I'm keeping an eye on Twitter, keeping a, about 4, 4.30 Eastern time, the, the decision comes down. I immediately switch over in my phone 
to that deep to that league and I snap that deal of a, of a first and Carson wins for Deshaun Watson. I get a pair of Watson with Josh Allen, jo- uh, uh, JT, Cooper Cup, Deontay Johnson, Stephon Diggs, George Kittle. I mean, I'm going to go out and win a ship. I mean, even if I don't win a ship, that 2023 third is going to be a late third more than likely. And I was feeling pretty good about that deal. So I, I'm about to show, I think John said it very well. Uh, read today that the Saints are willing to move some kind of c- combination of Marcus Davenport. Was uh, it Ramchek? Is that their left tackle or right tackle? From Wisconsin, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Him. It's not spelt like Ramchek. It's like no, yeah. R-A-M-C-Z-Y-C-K. Like, it's like uh, it's like Krzyzewski. Yeah. But but, but I'm Coach Cruz Aruski. Man, you but, said that. You said that very well. Thank you, sir. And, <laughs> and I mean, there are teams willing to give up the farm. The Saints got to go. Kamara ain't getting any younger. Michael Thomas Michael ain't. Thomas? You know, Michael Thomas, 20, 29 years old. Like, you know, Cameron Jordan. They got to go, and also they got to they got to see there is blood in the water. Russell Wilson left the NFC. The NFC is not the AFC. Okay, I know the Rams are good, but the Rams can be beat. They got beat last year. The Bucks can be beat. Like the Saints need to see that. You know that's why when the Cowboys move Amari Cooper, I'm, I'm thinking to myself like, go get Bobby Wagner. Like I, I, I. So what I see with the Cowboys, and I'm sorry to tie this back to them is it looks to me like they're clearing up cap because next year they're going to get rid of Zeke and they're going to have a whole bunch of money. They're they're setting themselves up. You know, Michael Gallup really only got a two-year deal, $12.5 million, you know, 27 is guaranteed. So by the time Lamb is due, they're going to be able to get out of the Gallup contract. It looks to me like they're playing for the future to bring in Sean Payton and to have a lot of money. But the I don't know if I'd do that. The NFC is wide open. The AFC is a gauntlet. It is a gauntlet. Like there is no better time than now to win if you're in the NFC. So if I if the New Orleans Saints do that, I applaud it. And I love Alvin Kamara. I know he got himself in some trouble, but I'm thinking to myself, what the hell did the other guy do? All right, because Alvin Kamara never gets in trouble, at least as far as I know. So I love Alvin Kamara, and uh, I would like to see him succeed. And I got a few Michael Thomas shares that I wasn't able to move on from. So, you know, more power to the Saints if they can get that done. Yeah, absolutely. And more power to you if you can get it done on your dynasty team. I mean, Man, for the, the, a first in Carson Wentz, come on. Carson Wentz is a throwaway. He he's a, he's a quarterback three, in my opinion. You know, with with the Washington Football Team, I have I have no faith in in him. I, I probably have his. Uh, he's above. He's right above the quarterbacks in this year's class, and that says a lot about the quarterbacks in this year's class because that that I, I have no faith in them. But man, Deshaun Watson for basically, you know, a first and a second, essentially, uh, 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 you know, maybe a like a two one two two. But that's that's what I'm thinking that that deal is because we don't know what Wentz is. I, I don't know. He he's a bus driver, right? Like Marcus Mariota. I think Marcus Mariota. I think he's going to do decent. I, I love it. If Marcus Mariota goes to Indy, man, I'm telling you, I love it. I love it because I, I think he'll be a fine bus driver. And I, I like the head he's got in his shoulders. He's a little more of a veteran this time around. I think you know. So I, I think Wentz is a bus driver. He's not a fantasy asset. I think Bucky Brooks puts it the best when he calls a quarterback either a tractor or a trailer. And a tractor is a quarterback who can a, a, a can pull. Think about a semi. They're pulling the, the, the trailer. And then you have the trailer quarterbacks, which the team has to pull. And, and I agree. Um, I, I do I think a little bit higher of Wentz. He was the QB 14 last year, so he can be a serviceable rotation QB 2 type guy. But I get your point. I get your point in in, in that. And, and by the way, I'm not trying to steal anybody else's take, but I am going to leverage it. 
there are a lot of dynasty services. I know Matt Kelly, the pod father, recently said that he still thinks that the Deshaun Watson's going to get a year. I don't think so. I think it's eight games max. I don't know that he even gets more than four games. So if you have a, a GM in your league who's nervous about Watson and his situation still, you still got a chance to go out and try to get cheaper. Don't know that I give up two first. How but- do they get like – how do they suspend him? You know, that's they my can. question. That's my they question. Can. I mean, Zeke, there was Zeke. There was no, you know, there was not, no, like he didn't get hit with any suit, you know, it was all just word of mouth. So it, and, and pictures and I mean, we don't even have pictures, you know, maybe there's my, text my, messages. I, I don't know. My, my, my thing is, it's always been civil. And if you can start suspending players over civil matters, well, I can accuse you of anything. Right. And then it gets, then it gets thrown out in court but the damage is done. So the I, NFL, I don't, I don't envy the like, the, like the normal stuff. You get charged criminally, different conversation. But then against Roger Goodell, he can do whatever the hell he wants. Am I crazy for thinking that it is less likely he gets a suspension if he goes to a team that really needs a quarter? Like if he goes to a like a, a bad market team, maybe this is the conspiracy theorist in me. You know, but could you see like Goodell throwing uh, a poor team of bone? And then if he goes to the Saints, I mean, I could see him maybe giving him a suspension if he goes to the Saints because I, I don't think Roger Goodell likes the Saints. You know, I, I, I could see that theory, but I've, I've seen Roger Goodell hammer Tom Brady. I right. saw him hand, hammer Sean Payton, you know, Big Ben. You right. know, a, a lot of people, a lot of glamour. Those are glamour franchises. Yeah, you, never, you never see him hammer the Giants, man. You will never see him hammer the Giants. The dude loves the Giants. Hey, New York, the, the, the Giants don't need hammering. They, they hammered yeah, themselves. Yeah. No, that's what I tell like all, all my son's buddies. Who My son's a Rams fan. He became one. Uh, it was his first year watching football. Like he loves Cooper Cup. He wants to play wide receiver. Just, you know, makes sense because I coach wide receivers. And uh, so, but he also, you know, he likes the Cowboys because I like the Cowboys and his buddies bust his chops. And, and I told him, just tell your friends that the Giants haven't had a winning record in five seasons. <laughs> that's Sorry, Giants fans out there, but. Uh, that that's what we use. All right. All right. Well, let, let's get into what is considered some dated news at this point. But uh, he's a guy I actually moved up my rankings in Dynasty, and uh, I moved him up one spot, and that was Russell Wilson. Mm. And it's not so much that he got younger or his weapons got better. He's still same age. He still has a couple of really good wide receivers. He went from Lockett and Metcalf to Sutton and Judy. Uh, I'd say Albert Okwabunum and Gerald Everett are about a push. I love me some Javante Williams. The, off- the offensive line's a little bit better, but the reason why I like it is that maybe they'll actually let Russ cook a little bit. I don't think Pete Carroll was ever really going to take the reins off that offense and really let it be a thing. And being in a division with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert and even Derek Carr, I think Derek Carr gets overlooked because the quarterbacks in the AFC West are so good. For me, I I just see a lot more shootouts. I see a lot more opportunities for for Russ to do big things. So I moved him up one spot in my rankings. I uh, didn't do much for for Seattle because I don't think they're done. But what were your thoughts on Russ and the impact? I guess the collateral damage. So I just don't want to touch on what you said about Carr. You know, I, I think this is one of the best things that could happen to Carr because I think I think Carr plays well when he feels but like his back's against the wall. And I think this is going to work for him, you know, having everybody immediately put him as the fourth quarterback in the division. Like, oh, you know, he they 
beat the hell out of us on Thanksgiving. So I was pissed off at Carr for a while. It ruined my Thanksgiving, but I'm starting to root for the guy. And I, I think, you know, I, I think he's going to use this and I think they're going to be okay. But now as far as Russell Wilson goes, you know, everybody's kind of talking about Lockett and Metcalf and, you know, how it's, I don't think it's a drop off. I think Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton are better than DK Metcalf and, and Tyler Lockett. I think Tyler Lockett is a vertical threat. You know, I think the guy's a good wide receiver, but he's in and out of games. He can, And then, like, as far as in and out, what I mean by, you know, he's got big games, and then he's absent. He's got big games, and then he's absent. Same with DK Metcalf. I don't think, I don't think these are, like, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy are more prototypical wide receivers. You know, I think Jerry Judy's one of the best route runners in the league, and I think the dudes just needed an opportunity to play with a quarterback who can actually get him the football. That's why I was really looking forward to Aaron Rodgers going out there and, you know, I mean, I, I really like Cortland Sutton. I really like Jerry Judy, like you said, you know, with uh, Javante Williams. I think this offense is going to be good. There's going to be some shootouts. They're going to play in some low-scoring games because when you have a defense like that, you know, and, and that'll probably be, you know, in Kansas City in December. You know, we're going to see a few games where, you know, things just get a little tough and they start playing playoff football. But, you know, for the most part, we're going to see shootouts. And I think Russell Wilson, I, I like you moving him up. I really like that offense. You know, and I I don't want to steer everybody into the the buy highs. Again, it was going back to good people, bad tweets. It was like, oh my God, you got to go buy Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy to the moon. I'm like, settle down. To me, the move is to go get DK Metcalf. Or even, even, you know, we talked earlier about a contender. Go get Tyler Lockett. I don't think they're done. I truly don't think they're done. Uh, One of our patrons reached out because that's part of what we do at patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone is that, you know, we help people with trade questions. And he DM'd me and he said, I literally woke up to DK Metcalf for my 108 in this class. I'm like, slam accept, go back right now and, and, and hit that button. And he was like, is this where DK has fallen? I'm like, not for me. He's still super young. Even if he's, even if he's stuck with, even if he's stuck with Drew Locke, it's his dynasty. This Drew is what's crazy. Chucker. Drew Locke's you, a chucker. You, you kidding me? He, so, so, I mean, how fast would you slam accept a deal on on uh, DK Metcalf for your 108? Oh, right right away. I mean, I, I, I think the dude, you know, he's going to put up, you know, he's a 14 to 18 point per game guy. Like when, when he's rolling, you know, he got into a little bit of a funk last year. But with Drew Locke, Drew Locke's going to chuck. So I do think the guy can play. And, you know, I, I think, you know, he's perfect for the fantasy game. Like, he, he's a numbers guy for sure. For me, DK Metcalf is the, like, if you can get him that kind of cheap or you can make some moves, DK Metcalf is the perfect, the perfect counterpiece to a, like a Cooper Cup, a Justin Jefferson, a, a really consistent wide receiver one. Because then you got your consistent right. wide receiver one, and then you have a guy like DK Metcalf. Yeah, we've seen it last last year. He can go on a couple of week streaks where he could drop five, six, seven points on you. But you also know very quickly that he can go through and drop the 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 boom on you. Like DJ Moore too. DJ Moore, I, if I have him as my wide receiver too, you know, I'm very happy. Now, if you look at the one eight in this class, you know, what are you what are you looking at? So I, I think Drake London's gone. I think Garrett Wilson's gone. 
you know, I think maybe Jamison Williams. Jamison Williams was the name yeah. I was going to say. And, and then, you know, so what is it? It's Alave. It's Traylon Burks. You know, I think DK Metcalf's better than Traylon Burks. You know, I, I think Traylon Burks, he's got skills, but I don't think he's as good as everybody kind of tattered him out to be. I think he's maybe more of a college player at this point. He needs to get a little more refined as a route runner. You know, we got to see how he fits into an offense. I don't think he can be a one. I think he's going to be a great two. And uh, DK Metcalf, you know, I think we know he can be the one. And I won eight, you know, maybe, maybe if it was one, four, you know, I'd consider it, you know, but anything after one, four, you know, I'm taking Metcalf for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, the difference between Traylon Burks and, and DK Metcalf at the one Oh three would, would be a decision point for a, a lot of dynasty GMs. I'm, I'm clearly going to take Brees Hall and probably Kenneth Walker. Over him because I'm always a running back guy. I've, I've said this a hundred times. I like Isaiah Spiller too, man. I, he's got he's got to get the right landing spot and the right draft capital. He's for twitched me. up, dude. He is twitched. He's got juice. Spiller's got some juice. Well, well, speaking of juice, and and, and he does not like it spilled. Is Aaron Rodgers? He literally he literally comes out and says he's coming back to the Green Bay Packers. He officiated the wedding of teammate David Bakhtiari, and he comes back, four-year extension, and I tell you, I I took this as really good news for Aaron Rodgers. Now, again, I talked earlier, two- to three-year windows for a dynasty gamer, and if you're you're a contender right now, Aaron Rodgers is going to be there for three years. So if you're playing in in, in three-year windows, you know, I moved him up. I moved Aaron Rodgers based on this contract and this news I moved him back up ahead of Trey Lance and Justin Fields. So I had him just this just based on age, the ambiguity of his situation. Is he going to retire? Is he going to go to a new team? But the minute that news broke and he inked that deal, I moved him back up. Nothing against the young guys. I know they have plenty of upside, but I know that Aaron Rodgers in the right frame of mind in that offense and in that division is going to give me uh, I've seen it too many times in a row. You know, top five his worst seasons like QB 14. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm, I'm getting a guy at, at a pretty good value that that helps me win now. And if I'm just entering the first year of my contender's window, I know I can lean on this dude for three years. So for me, an easy move up for Rodgers. What were your thoughts on this news? I mean, I was a little disappointed because, like I had said earlier, I kind of wanted him to go to Denver. You know, like I said, Jerry, Judy, I'm um, sorry, Cortland Sutton, they both play into what he does very well. I mean, the guy is a straight-up killer. He is, you know, for what it's worth, one of the most talented, like physically gifted quarterbacks I've been able to watch in my life. You know, the guy just – he's he's a killer. And I think, you know, they haven't drafted a wide receiver. They – you got to think. They they franchise tagged Devontae Adams a second time. You have to think, and again, this might go under the tab of speculation, but they can't plan on keep doing – you can't keep doing that. You have to draft a wide receiver. If you're not going to pay Devontae Adams, you have to draft a wide receiver. You have to plan on replacing him. So we – hopefully, if you're a Rodgers owner, you're going to have a season with a high draft pick wide receiver finally to go alongside Devontae Adams. And then you're getting, you know, something that Rodgers hasn't had in a long time. Because don't get me wrong, I like Alan Lazard. I liked him coming out of Iowa State. But the dude's not a separator. He is not. You know, and and that works with Rodgers because Rodgers has pinpoint accuracy and it goes well. But he's a three. 
He is a wide receiver three at best. You go ahead, you get Drake London, who does a lot similar to what Devontae Adams does. Like that, that he's six four, you know, phenomenal body control, good athlete. The dude, I watched some video of him in high school in a dunk contest. Like I, I think of a tall dude, I think of a big dude, I think of a goof, a buffoon, like somebody who can't, you know, like a like a goon. That's what you think of when you think of tall. At least when I when I think of tall people, you know, that's kind of what I think of. This dude is not that. This dude is an elite athlete at six four. You go ahead and you pair Rodgers up with something like that, and the sky's the limit. You got to think he's pissed off. They lost in the playoffs. He's another guy like you know people want to see him fail, and he's using that as fuel. So. Three years? Give me Rodgers for three years. I didn't think Tom Brady would play for one more year. And this was f- four years ago. So R- Rodgers, he's still got gifts. He just won MVP. This dude ain't slowing down anytime soon. Yeah, I, do, I, do, he, I don't believe he's on the Tom Brady kale no. smoothies and, no. you know, uh, special pajamas. Yeah, he's on that ghee butter, having it coming out of both ends, Yeah, you know, cleanses. But at least, you know, he's trying. He's trying some other weird holistic yeah, stuff that's so. true that's true he's still like in the spectrum of uh that you know at least he's focused on health in one he, way or the other what well, yeah it, it, you do you buddy you right. you your your health regimen's yours good, he good ain't, luck he ain't mcdonald's he ain't you know he ain't he's yeah. not doing the chad johnson diet i'll tell you that much absolutely not and uh, I, this is a good person with a good tweet and i don't remember the author or i'd give him a shout but he was asking is amari rogers going to be a thing and i think he kind of has to be he kind of, they have no salary cap. Like even the basics, I think as of the recording of this podcast, I think there's still $45 million over the cap. So yes, I, I tell you who I, I would love to see fall to them. And it may hurt Amari Rogers would be Jamison Williams. You know, maybe he slips in, he slips in the draft because of the, of the knee injury. And then that gives Green Bay a year with Devontae Adams as kind of that Band-Aid. Not Band-Aid, that's not fair, because Devontae Adams is a boss. but He's a dude. As like a transition guy, So because if he doesn't want to be there long-term, then, then he won't be. But we'll see what happens with that. But that gives you that heir apparent to Devontae Adams, that young stud and Jamison Williams. And typically a guy like Jamison Williams has to go to a team like the Lions or the Giants or – the Jaguars or a team like that, but because of the ACL, he may slip to a very good situation. So something to keep an eye on as we get closer to rookie season. I do want to touch on Rodgers. I think what hurt Rodgers a little bit last year was them bringing back Randall Cobb because I think they do have similarities. You know, Rodgers was at the senior bowl. He, he ran some routes out of the backfield. He played some running back at the senior bowl. He showed position flex. And another thing that hurts them is they don't need a third down back. Like he's the type of guy you could put in at third back, down back. You could flex him outside. You could generate touches for a guy like Amari Rodgers because you want to get him the ball in space. And I don't know if with their offense they've really had the opportunity, you know, for that guy. So I think if we see Randall, Randall Cobb not come back, we could see him more in the slot. And also, I, I think Rodgers is the type of dude who, you know, he needs to get really comfortable for you he, with you. He needs to trust you. Like it took Alan Lazard like three years you know, to really get in, in his good graces. So I think Amari Rogers can still be a thing. And I think this could be, I mean, if, if we went back, if we polled, you know, people are being honest. If you go back and you poll people, you know, who was a better prospect coming out? Wandale Robinson, who's, you know, people like him. He's a top 10 in most, you know, you know, wide receiver rankings in this year's class or Amari Rogers. You know, I think it's pretty close. You know, I, I don't think they're that far apart. I, I think he's that type of player. So, It'll be exciting to see if he could pan out. 
No, I, I agree. And I mean, is, is there a bigger lottery ticket, in your opinion, from last year's rookie class that really failed to live up to any expectation, to be quite honest, that due to their situation has as much upside as him? Like if I had the choice between uh, Rondale Moore, Terrace mm. Marshall, uh, and, and Amari Rogers, given their current, not previous, but current acquisition cost, I'm not so sure that I don't take Amari Rogers and just laugh all the way to the bank. Because, I mean, again, necessity right. and necessity, and uh, it's going to be interesting. So, if you're looking for like a scratch off lottery ticket, boom bust won't cost you much. Uh, go get Amari Rogers. Go offer your 2023, or excuse me, 2022 third, mm. and, and just if you burn it up, you burn it up. But you're attached to a good QB, and if he hits you'll be able to get that back and then some because every league's got a cheese head in there. Everybody's got a, a Rogers fan, but. And you don't want to, you don't want to try to buy up during training camp. Yeah. No, cause cause you know, that's when the dude is going to start really, really hitting. Bingo. And you know, the Instagram videos and, yeah. and, and all that stuff's going to start hitting social media. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're going to get the big, the big name fantasy footballers, the Matthew Berry's of the world, you know, pumping this guy up and you'll never get him as cheap as you and, will. And today. look at look at Debo Samuel and look at Amon Ross St. Brown. Like that that kind of position flex wide receiver is hot right now. So you know LaFleur, you know, they're kind of if there's a guy on their roster, and I know everybody and their mother is trying to compare somebody to Debo Samuel. So don't I'm not trying to do that. I'm comparing offensive coordinators and it is a copycat league. They're gonna look on their roster and they're gonna see who is our guy to do that stuff? And that's Amari Rogers. Like that would be the player that they would slot in that role. They're, they're going to manufacture some touches. Be, yeah. be, be, this is the kind of thing, again, the draft could impact this as well, but nothing ventured, nothing gained. We've, we've always said this dynasty is much like poker, the stock market. It's a game of incomplete information. And as more information comes out, the clearer the picture, the more it impacts value. So if you want to get these guys, you got to speculate a little bit. You got to be willing to gamble a little bit in order to make it. I got one last quarterback, and then we'll kind of touch on some receiver news. And that's Carson Wentz leaving my Colts. I know the people feel like the Colts got fleeced, but end of the day, the Colts gave up a third and what ended up being a first round pick. Now they're getting back a third. So the two thirds are a wash, right? They gave up one, they got one back. They did a pick swap of seconds this year so they move up to 42 from 47 and they get a third next year that could become a second so if everything falls in the Colts favor they're going to wind up give given up one round of draft capital but that's the difference between their 2022 first and what could be Washington's 2023 second so one round potentially you know it depends on who's good who's bad and they got Washington to take his 20 Eight million dollar cap hit, huge. I, I, you know, I I like this for both teams. I'll start with the Colts. Clearly, Jim Irsay was not a fan. Happy to get him off the team, and uh, I'm 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 borrowing this from PFF, but they were talking about football in general. I'm talking dynasty. Um, They say this is just as good of an offensive line in Washington as he had in Indianapolis. It actually graded out a little bit higher per their rankings. But their point was is Terry McLaren's arguably. I don't think it's arguably the best wide receiver Carson Wentz has ever had in his career. You know, Pittman wasn't bad. T.Y. Hilton way past his prime. Alshon Jeffrey, even though had some good seasons, was way past his prime. You know, Zach Ertz did some things, but Terry McLaren. So the offensive line play is going to be pretty good. 
the best wide receiver of his career. I don't know that it's great for Wentz, but I think it's really good for Terry McLaren and Washington. John, what were your thoughts when you saw this? I think it was a good move for the Colts, for everything you had mentioned, because I just don't think Wentz is a winner. And I think the Colts are very close, very, very close, you know. So I think if you get the right guy in there, they're going to compete because they play a brand of football like the 49ers that all they got to do is make it to the tournament. And then if they make it to the tournament where every possession matters, when you can grind it out like that, and then you got guys like DeForest Buckner, you know, and Darius Leonard, you know, manning up. your like. I, so I, I like it for the Colts. And like they, they had to take a shot because they're close. They had to go out and try to get Carson Wentz and, and, and kick the tires a bit. You know, see if it worked out. It didn't work out. And then on the other hand, the Washington football team, man, they were desperate for a quarterback. You know, maybe this is lazy. Maybe I'm lazy. But is Wentz that much better than Heineke? Like, I don't know. I I, I think I think he was. I think he, he was. was. He I, was. I think, I think, I think before – I think before his broken knee led to a broken psyche. Yes, I, I, yes. I, tr- I, I truly believe that he was. He was and... hundred. I'll give him saying, but like now, so I don't know. But I, I agree. You know, I'm a big Terry McLaurin truther. The dude is he's another one of those guys, very quarterback friendly. You know, the frame and the route running all make it easy for quarterbacks to link up with him. I mean, I think Trayvon Diggs held him to like one reception last year, so no big deal. But uh. Terry McLaurin is, is a guy I have a lot of my fantasy rosters. And, you know, how, how was uh, Carson Wentz last year with the running backs? Did they get a lot of touches out of the backfield? How, how is this going to benefit Antonio Gibson? I'm not sure. So I'm actually I, I think it's, a, I, think it's, I think it's about the same to maybe a slight tick up. Um, Carson Wentz is not like a, like a one-read check down guy. I think this will actually allow uh, Scott Turner and that offense. I think what about this- Logan Thomas? Well, that's what, so you're steering me. This is why John's such a great podcast host, because he steers you in the right direction. You know, you know, this is arguably the best set of weapons, Terry McClare. I mean, excuse me, that Carson Wentz has ever had. Curtis Samuel, if he can stay healthy, Logan Thomas, Antonio Brown, Terry McLaren. They have the 11th overall pick in the draft. They've got a little cap room. Maybe they could bring in a Juju. A guy like that, a guy that, you know, can, can really be a piece. Because I think if you're Washington, Washington was clearly in on Russ. Right. I think they they probably, you know, would have called on Rodgers. Allegedly at the combine, half-assed joking, I guess they inquired about Patrick Mahomes. Right. Washington wants to win. And, you know, outside of Dallas, I mean, does Philadelphia scare you? The Giants clearly don't. So they have to see that division is winnable. They won it two years ago at, what, seven and nine? And they've invested like that defense. They've invested so many picks in that defense. That defense is right. Like Chase Young, you know, he comes back healthy. You know, you got Deron Payne, you got Jonathan Allen, you know, you got Cole Holcomb, uh, Jamin Davis. You know, they 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 got players, man. They have players. And I know I think Brandon Scherf, their offensive guard, is is a free agent, but like you said, they he got is. money. They they need to bring him back. So, you know, they're they're desperate. Again, the NFC is ripe for the taking. Like, they saw what San Francisco did. They saw what San Francisco did. San Francisco was this close to getting there. And I think, again, it's a copycat league. You know, great defense, and they just have to be okay on offense. And, and they, they were desperate. I mean, they obviously probably wanted to be more than okay. But I think with Carson Wentz, you're at least going to be okay. 
And I agree. I, you and I talked about this the other day. This is us also not only doing a podcast for you, but sharing our conversations. And I think if I'm Washington, I think I take that 11th overall pick and hope a sauce gardener or a Stingley, uh, Dark Stingley. Stingley, a Stingley Jr. drop to me. You know, that could be the, the the missing piece in the back end of that defense for them. Again, you already mentioned their front seven. Man, if Derek Stingley came out as a freshman in 2019, he'd be a top three pick this year. So his tape, you know, injury and he trailed off a little bit. There's some questions about whether, you know, his motor, but that his film from his freshman year, phenomenal. He'd be a top three pick. So anybody who gets him, you might have to worry about some, you know, the motor and if he's going to be all in, but that dude talent wise, top five player in this class. We are on the the same page, so good to see, good stuff. And I'm looking at contracts. So uh, Carson Wentz's $28 million contract, which they took in and of itself, not great. It is, uh, looks like number eight, nine on the, the list, but he's making less than Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, Matt Ryan, and Ryan Tannehill. And I think that's a tier of quarterbacks he can play in. So... For me, uh, I, I don't mind the swing for dynasty. Uh, if if, I mean, if you can get him as you know, like for a second, why not? I mean, if, if you need a little bit of QB depth, but that's why I love Superflex. There's always cheap quarterback help out there. Um, do do want to jump into the Ridley news now? Um, I'm not going to get into the morality of oh, it's gambling. It's not gambling. Here's the thing: I call this the Pete Rose rule. I'm a little bit older than a lot of the dynasty gamers out there. But I call this the Pete Rose rule. And just because you don't like a rule, I, I don't like the speed limit. So if I speed and I get pulled over, I know the consequences of my action is going to be a ticket. This is in every locker room and every sport across the United States. This is not newer news. But all I'm going to talk about is the fact that he is gone for the year. So from a from a dynasty standpoint, how are you handling Ridley, uh, Ridley John? So I just moved Calvin Ridley for a third, I think. Uh, let, let me pull this up. I moved him the other day, and bear with me. And this this no, will you're, basically you're good. this will you're basically good. tell you exactly what I'm doing with Calvin Ridley because I held him like Michael Thomas. You know, I had him on the same roster. So what did I do? Okay, so here we go. That was another move I did. I I received two thirds. Uh, and this is IDP Superflex, so I think that makes the thirds a little more valuable. I got three eight, and I got a twenty twenty three third for uh, Calvin Ridley. So, you know, at that point, you know, it's hard for me to have faith in this cat just because. And I, I don't know. I held him, and now this is going to be two years. This is two two seasons, and. I'm I'm on board with thinking a player can come back after one because I've seen it, but I don't know what it's going to be like after two. And I don't know if this dude, I mean, I think he's going to come back because he's going to, you know, two years away from the game, he needs to make some money. And I think that's going to be the goal. But if that's the goal, it's just coming back to make money. That's a lot different than coming back and trying to be great. So, and, and I can't question that stuff. I don't know Calvin Ridley. I don't know what's going on in his head, but all I know is I'm trying to win. I'm trying to win now. He sat on my bench for a year. I can't afford to have him sit on my bench for another season. I'm going to try to turn it into something. And no one was willing to pay any more than that. So, so that's what I got. The the My thought was is that if I'm a, a contender or I have a good team and I have Odell Beckham Jr., 
I will gladly give you Odell Beckham Jr. today for Calvin Ridley. Okay. You know, Odell Beckham Jr., 29 years old. Sucks for him. Seems like to be a nice enough fella. 29 years old, retore the same ACL he tore once before. As you know, you're a coach and, you know, a father of athletes, as am I, as a former athlete myself. And injuries don't get better with age. And, you know, here's a guy that said himself he'll probably be back in, like, what, mid-November? So what are you going to get him for, like, weeks 13 through 17, maybe, if you're lucky? And then he's going to be super rusty. He was like playoff Lenny, too. Like, he wasn't, you know, regular season OBJ. He was ball of fire during the playoffs. And you got to think that's that's going to be the goal again, try to recapture that. They're not going to push it with him. So for me, I mean, the only comparable thing I can think of with Ridley was Plaxico Burris. Plaxico Burris went to Man. jail for two years, come back. But the difference was as Burris came, came back at age 34, whereas Ridley will be coming back at age 28. So for me, if I can move guys, again, like Odell Beckham Jr., um, you know, I'm just trying to just I'm, – I'm looking at some some wide receiver names here. Um, no, I'm not giving up like a Mike Evans, but I don't know. I'll, I'll put you to test. Christian Kirk or, or Ridley? So I think this also needs to be put into perspective. It's it's what is your roster like as well. If you're if you're trying to win now, I think that kind of also changes. But if I'm a guy, if I'm you know, I'm always looking towards the future. But if I have a team that I don't think can win now, I'm definitely taking Calvin Ridley. So for for me, I, I'm treating this very much the same way that I did the Deshaun Watson last year. I said I'm pretending like this is an ACL he tore in camp. I don't care. It's, it's bad news. I'm just like, it's no different because someone's going to tear an ACL in camp. Hopefully it's nobody good, but someone always does. Right. I'm, that's how I'm going to, I'm going to, the only difference is, is he's actually not going to be injured when he comes back. So for me, um, the fact that he was never a guy who won with physicality at the wide receiver position, he was a technician to use a term you used earlier. Um, for me, I don't mind stashing him. He could still give you a good two or three years once he comes back. So for me, it stinks. Uh, I wish he'd made better choices. But if I can scoop him up cheap, cheap, another guy, Brandon Cooks. Can I give up a Brandon Cooks? Man, you know, the, I don't the, know. Brandon Cooks is pretty underrated. So, so I want to ask you this question. How much Calvin Ridley did you have prior to this situation? I don't know. I'm in 17, now 18 dynasty leagues, maybe – three to four so you're looking at a sub 20 percent so roster ship i'm in five and i had him in three of them so i I think i'm jaded whereas you might not be as jaded because you know he didn't sit on a lot of your benches for a full season already so i do think that that you know affects the mental like how how you're looking at it so i do think we're, we're looking at it a little differently because of how we were affected you know brandon cooks man if I'm trying to win now, I'm taking Brandon Cooks because that I, dude. I totally, I totally dig that because he looked great with Davis Mills. And he's just, I mean, he's he's a guy like, all right, so we talked about DK being a great two and DJ Moore being a great two. Brandon Cooks is a great three. And he he's, he's the cost to him is like a four. You can get Brandon Cooks for like a, two third-round picks. And and that guy, he's, he, walk, he falls into a 1,000-yard seasons. Let, let me hit you with, with with a little bit tougher one. Okay. Hunter Renfro. Oh, man. Or Calvin Ridley. Renfro. They're I, Renfro. I have to agree. I mean, we've already heard the, the word coming out of camp that they're going to make him the Wes Welker in this offense. And, 
you know, when when that, you know, what was the training camp video when he starts off? He was beating up on Jalen Ramsey. I mean, this this guy is just unbelievable in those option routes, that short underneath stuff. Mm-hmm. One of my absolute favorite players to to watch, and he's not Cooper Cup. He he, you know, normally we want to compare the white slot wide receiver. Right. The, right. The, the the default answer is Wes Welker, right? And, and Cooper Cup is clearly not Wes Welker. Cooper Cup is like he's more Jordy Nelson. Right. Then, then it's more Devontae Adams, too. like you know, he's like, yeah, he's like six one, you know, yeah. beat you up with a double move. I don't think that's Renfro, but I mean, if you, if you got Ridley, hang on to him. Uh, we'll, we're coming up on an hour, so we'll we'll start bringing this one in for landing. But it came out just as we hit record. Ertz going back to Arizona. What are your thoughts on Ertz, especially at a tight end premium? And does this help Kyler? Is this like a a peace offering? Hey, here's a guy who helped you play good down the stretch. We're going to bring him back for one more season. So last year, you know, on a lot of my start segments early in the season, I think it was Max Williams was like an unknown tight end out of FSU. Believe that's who it was. And he had a few great games with uh, Kyler Murray, like a few really good games. And so I've seen Kyler Murray produce with, you know, average to below average tight ends. Like it's a thing. So Zach Ertz back there, I think it's great. You know, Zach Ertz is a wide receiver playing the tight end position and and he, what he is going to cost in dynasty, what he is going to cost in redraft. Give me all of the Zach Ertz shares, because even if I have him on my bench, if the guy that I'm starting is goes down and that's my second option, I'm feeling great about it. Cause you know, Kyler Murray, he likes to hit his tight ends. He does like to hit his tight ends, and uh, I was hoping you were. Gonna, I was hoping you were going to. So I'm gonna hit you with a pop quiz. Go ahead. Quiz. Who's younger, Zach Ertz or Travis Kelsey? I would say Kelsey's probably like 31, and maybe Ertz is like 30. You you're, you're very close. So Ertz is 31, and Kelsey is 32, and they were but one was born in late October, one was born in November, so they're almost. 12 months exactly between the two, but Ertz is younger and he's so much cheaper. And I'm not saying that you're going to get Kelsey type production out of Ertz, but I was just looking, he finished the season in spite of uh, having a two point game, probably due to the move or, or what have you, but he was, he finished as the tight end six. Where else are you going to get a guy with tight end? And, And really the real damage for him was done after he went to Arizona, so he's a guy who still has top five at the position upside. And we're and still if, waiting for Dallas Goddard to break out fully. <laughs> well, in fairness to Goddard, he he did he did win me some cash coming down right. the stretch. So I will not sit here on this podcast and listen to you besmirch the good <laughs> yeah. name. I've, the, I've been holding on, man. I, I got I got so many shares. Like I, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. All right, and then uh, one other bit of news. We didn't really get into the, the impact of Gallup and Landry. What are your thoughts on those two? So Michael Gallup, I, I, I tweeted this out right away, and I hate to be negative, but if Michael Gallup plays a 17-game season one time in this five-year deal in Dallas, I will run a half marathon. And I hate running distance. I hate it. I, I can go to a football field run sprints for like two hours, you know, on and off, on and off, on and off. I could do that all day. But you get me past two miles, and I want to run into a wall and just end it. (laughs) So if he does, so I don't – the guy has – he's just constantly – you know, he had a big injury, but it's not the big injury that concerns me. He's the type of guy he's always kind of got like a little injury going on, an ankle or a calf, and he's out for two or three weeks. And I think the deal 
He's coming in at about $12 million a year. I think the way it's going to look, I think it's about $27 million guaranteed. So I believe it's probably going to be all front-loaded. You know, he's going to be – it's basically a two- to three-year deal where by the time C.D. Lamb is due, I think that they're going to be able to get out from the Gallup contract if they want to. You know, now it's a waiting game. Is he going to be back? It's probably going to be back middle of September. So, you know, I will say this. Dak trusts Gallup more than he trusted Cooper and more than he trusted Lamb. Gallup's got phenomenal hands. He is always where he's supposed to be, and he's got elite body control. Like in the air, you watch some of his film. When he gets up in the air, the way he controls his body, stays in bounds and goes and grabs the ball, all of those things he does very well. So as a wide receiver, I like him. I really like him for Dak. The only thing that concerns me is I want to see him put together a stretch of 14, 15 games of just playing dominant football. And then who is who is the other wide receiver you mentioned? Jarvis Landry. I guess he's he's more in that speculative camp with right. the with Browns acquiring Amari Cooper. They've given him permission to seek a trade. So is it New England? I hope. I, 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 I mean, I don't know. We'll end with a little speculation. How about this? We'll wrap it up on this question. Out of everybody left remaining, who is the one free agent that you're most intrigued by or the guy that you want to see land in a certain spot? Give me so one you're, th- This is a completely a dynasty question, and I'm sorry I'm not going to answer this in a dynasty way. It's Bobby Wagner, and I want Bobby Wagner in Dallas bad. Like, I want That's him an IDP in Dallas. question. Yeah, we'll give the IDP question. I want Michael Parsons to learn how to be a professional from Bobby Wagner. I want Bobby Wagner to come into Dallas and finally give us a dude who's actually done something. Cause we got so many young guys that come into Dallas and they're more focused on building their brand than they are winning a championship. And Bobby, Bobby Wagner, he's not going to be about that. You're going to show up and you're going to have to play and produce because I think that's what that dude's about. But now as far as who am I most, man, I, I kind of Rashad Penny. You know, I think he's probably the guy because we mentioned Kenneth Walker. You know, we mentioned Brees Hall. We mentioned Isaiah Spiller. I think Kyron Williams was a little bit disappointing. There's definitely going to be guys who get drafted late that all of a sudden pop up because that happens every year. Guys that pop out of nowhere, nobody expected. Like, I liked Elijah Mitchell, but I'd be lying if I told you I had him in my top five. I think I had him at six or seven of my running backs last year. So, you know, yes, he's on my radar, but I couldn't tell you he was going to be great you know and I don't know if many guys could so I think Rashad Penny outside of those top three running backs I think he's probably the fourth best option and we saw him come on strong and this is coming from a guy like I thought he was a jag I thought he was just a guy and he proved me wrong down the stretch so I'd be really interested to see where he lands but what about you who's the guy you're, you're most excited to see well, I'm going to answer a question from the YouTube stream. This guy is a normal contributor for us when we're streaming live on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Mike Kenny goes, what is the most intriguing spot available? And I have to believe it's the quarterback position of my Indianapolis Colts. And as bad as this is going to sound, I'm kind of hoping for Mitch Trubisky. And I know it's not because he's great. It's because he has the wheels. And I do believe the wheels would uh, really open up things for Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I think Allen Robinson, if I remember correctly, had the best season of his career with Mitch Trubisky. I think Mitch Trubisky catches a lot of the bad rap. I mean, the guy went to the playoffs twice with the Bears and was a Kinda double. Reminds do- me of Mark Sanchez. Who- he was a double doink away from winning a playoff game. I think Mark Sanchez got a bad rap too, and I think the media and, and the like. 
I think he got ruined. And uh, I'm with you, man. I, I think Mitchell Trubisky, I think he gets a little bit of a bad rap. I'd, I'd like to see him kind of rebound. And if for some reason Mitchell Trubisky were to wind up on the New York football giants, I'd love to see Daniel Jones also. Uh, I wouldn't. I would actually prefer Trubisky because, as a Colts fan, I wouldn't want to see them give up any draft capital for a QB. I'd rather just be able to sign a guy like Mitch Trubisky, keep that draft capital. Um, but I will say this on the way out: we we were talking earlier uh, about the, uh, the the quarterback and and what the um, t- I think the Colts have done it backwards. To be honest, I think the way the Lions are doing it's the right way to doing it. They, they've got all these picks. They've got their offensive line in place. They, they've got some young talent with Swift and Hawkinson and St. Brown. They're going to use these two first, probably one on defense, and then they're going to you know, hopefully get a wide receiver with either 32 or 34. They're going to stink this year because that's what the Lions do, and they're going to get beat up a little bit. And uh, But then next year they're going to wind up probably with a top-five pick plus another, uh, I believe another first, at, le- at least a second from the Rams and they're going to be able to go up and get their QB of the future. And then they're going to have all this young talent that they can afford to pay because they've got a a, a QB on a rookie deal. What are your thoughts? I agree. You know, I think they're doing it the right way. And I also kind of think that's what Seattle should do. You know, when I heard Seattle was in the market for Watson, they might be, you know, I I think that's kind of absurd, especially coming from Seattle because Seattle was a team that they were at their best when they had a rookie quarterback, on a low deal and they could have all these stars around them. And I think if you're going to get rid of Wagner, if you're going to get rid of Russ, you know, I mean, you got Metcalf. I don't even think he's up on his deal yet. Like, you know, take those, don't, don't, don't invest in, in, in that quarterback yet. Go ahead, get some more pieces and then go ahead and get a quarterback next year. So I, I like what you're saying. I'm, I'm definitely on the board there. It's, it's a big window to succeed when you're not paying a quarterback like, a quarter of your entire salary cap. Yeah, and and as much as Jack Easterby and Nick Casario have taken a bad rap in Houston, they're doing the same thing. They're going to give Davis Mills the opportunity. They're going to hope to catch lightning in a bottle with a Kirk Cousins, Dak-esque QB, a guy you got in those middle rounds that can maybe be a star. And if not, cool, you're going to get a, a, a king's ransom for Deshaun Watson And if Davis Mills doesn't work out in 2022, you just go out and draft the guy of the future next year, and you're still going to have all these picks in the salary cap to be able to make some things work. But, uh, John, I want to thank you for making it work and and jumping on with me, man. Before you go, please tell everybody you guys have a Patreon. You guys got a lot going on with your YouTube. Toilets to titles. What's going on? So, you know, check us out on the Twitter at Toilets to Titles, and I'm on the Twitter at Coach Shep. So, and you can find out all of our content on toiletstotitles.com. And, you know, we're talking, you know, fantasy football. We're doing a lot of mock drafts. We, we have a few different shows on our network. You know, one's dynasty-based, one's trade-based, you know, similar to what you're doing. So, you know, just some guys having some fun, you know, talking fantasy football. But we do need to mention what I, what I mentioned earlier. We're going to be linking up for the draft. So Dynasty War Zone, Toilets to Titles, we're going to be getting together prior to the draft and maybe even during the draft. But I know prior to the draft, we're going to be doing a show where I believe an hour of it's going to be on your show, an hour of it's going to be on Toilets to Titles. We're going to be talking prop bets and all sorts of draft fun. So, um, you know, check check that out. Toiletstotitles.com will we'll take you to all of our content, and it'd be greatly appreciated if uh, if you came our way. Yeah, for sure. And, and speaking of shows, there's going to be a lot this week. Uh, obviously, this is Monday 
Sunday on the, the YouTube. Uh, Tuesday, the boys from the Dynasty War Games are going to be playing a free agency game. So you'll catch that on Tuesday. Jerry and I will be back from all the early bird specials of NFL free agency. Um, you know, obviously the tampering window starts on Monday. Yeah. And by the time the, the the Tuesday night show records, we'll have some news for a Wednesday pod. Kyle will be here with the FF Smackdown on Thursday. And then Dallas. Dallas is not taking the week off. We're just going to push him to the end of the week. And he's going to be talking IDP rookies for your – see, John, I, ID, I, need, IDP. I need to link up with him. I need to link up with Dallas. I got some IDP rookies that I'm interested to hear, hear what he has to say about Chanel, Chad Muma. You know, there's uh, there's some IDP players I'd like to pick his brain about. Sounds like you need to tune in on Friday. He's yeah. at Salad Galore. That's Dallas Salad spelled – that's Dallas backwards. Salad with two L's. Oh, okay. Galore. On Twitter, you can find him, but you can find my guest. You can find John at Coach Sheps on Twitter. You can find me at DWZ Memphis. And remember, here at the Dynasty War Zone, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll see you back here all week. Lots of stuff. Have a good day, guys. It's Hate Brand Goods. That's uh, my company. That is what we've started. I hope you guys have checked it out. If you want to go over to the hate.com hate for me means it's about self-improvement. It's this self-motivation through self-loathing this, this bit of loathing of not tolerating your own bullshit. That little voice that says today's good enough or what we did's fine, or no one's going to know that I'm taking today off. Like, fuck all that, man. I know like I hold that standard. I'm accountable to me. And that's it. That's why I chase goals. I do it because of me. I don't do it because of what someone else is going to think of it or what someone else's approval is. And it's about holding yourself to that. The rest of that motivation can fade, but as long as you're in control of being able to make you do the shit you want to do, you're golden, man. So head over to the hate.com, use code and save yourself some cash. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak